Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just to remind our listeners that Scunthorpe United are top of the league right now. We're top of a league. It's been a long time, if you can believe it. Um, but it's been a really good start to the season. And I think we probably deserve to be there. So let's hope we can... Um, maintain that <clears throat> performance and um, welcome back to the Ironbrew podcast. Matt Ellis, Matt Blanchard and Toby Skelton has returned from the train dimension. Welcome back, Toby. <laughs> Thank you very much. Cheers. Nice to be home now. Yeah. <laughs> um, fantastic. <laughs> we thought we'd lost you there. Um, but no, <laughs> we're, we're back and it's it's been an interesting week. Um, it's been an interesting day, actually. Um, our very own Matt Blanchard has spoken um, at length to um, Iron Chairman David Hilton. And you can see the full ta- uh, the full transcript on the Ironbury Forum. So go ahead and check that out after you've finished listening to us, of course. But yeah, do you want to give us a little bit of a breakdown of, of, of that chat you had today, um, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it was it was out of the blue, to be honest. Didn't expect it. Um, but I think there were certain rumours and, and things that were kind of, that have come to light in the last few days, I think needed um, some explanation. And, and Dave gave me a call this morning and, and we went through those. You know, I think I think we could break it down into a couple of, couple of different areas. I think the first one is the safety certificate and the issues that we've kind of experienced in the, the first two home games. You know, I think there was a lot of rumours going around that the, capacity was capped at two and a half thousand and then there were were certain people saying it wasn't and you know I think it's caused quite a lot of arguments and things like that on on social media you know David did confirm today that that cap was in place at the two and a half thousand in the week prior to the Peterborough Sports game you know the the safety advisory group had told him that 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 was it 2,500 and and basically he had to adhere to that for the Peterborough Sports game well obviously we were expecting more fans in then that on the day, I think what was it three and a half thousand in the end. So in the lead up to the game, there were discussions between the council and Hilton and the club, um, and the council and the safety advisory group had agreed to a four thousand five hundred or fifty percent of the capacity um, of Bamford Park for that game, uh, which obviously was was more than enough to accommodate everyone that had bought tickets and and those that turned up on the day uh, to buy tickets on the day. Um, I think it, it transpires that the club weren't quite aware of the breakdown of that 50% and they weren't quite aware that it was 50% per stand. And I think that's where the issues kind of arose on, on the match day when the Donny Roden was short and, you know, a, a few people, you know, a number of people were, were asked to go uh, in one of the side stands, sit, sitting down in one of the side stands because behind the goal was at capacity. So, you know, that, that was interesting because I know there's been a lot of back and forth and whether whether there was a capacity uh, restriction in place, that was the case. And, you know, a, a few people have asked me about it on social media. As far as I was aware, you know, that was the case. Obviously, there was work done in, in the lead up to the game and there was obviously discussions and, and that was relaxed. Uh, but I think it goes back to what we were saying about the Peterborough Sports game. I think we all said on the podcast that you know there was a hell of a lot of stewards, there were a hell of a lot of police that game, which it felt, especially police, and it felt a little bit over the top. And I think 
Hilton's argument, and obviously you can you can go and have a look at the transcript, but Hilton's argument was that the requests of the safety advisory group haven't really changed from when we were in the championship to now. And obviously, there's a massive difference in terms of crowds and, and things like that. I mean, you're thinking back in the championship, we had, you know, sometimes six, seven, eight thousand, sometimes even nine thousand, if you think about the Newcastle game. Um, and at the moment, you know, as of a couple of weeks ago, the council, according to Hilton, were, were kind of expecting us to provide the same number of stewards as we were back then, uh, which it doesn't seem logical, and especially for a club our size in the league we're in, it, it can get very costly. So I think we all agreed with that at the time. We had a, we had a good conversation about that last week. Um, you know, it did seem excessive. And I think hopefully uh, we're at a point now where there's a new safety manager in place. You know, they're, they're in dialogue with the club. Uh, they're in dialogue with the council. But, you know, both parties are communicating and it does seem we're in a position now, and Hilton was hoping it would be lifted today in terms of you know the four thousand five hundred cap, and um, that we are working towards something like you know what it should be, which is positive. Uh, obviously, I think Hilton had mentioned himself a couple of games last season, especially the Oldham game. I think it was around maybe February, I think. Um, but you know that that game actually cost the club over twenty thousand pounds just to get that game on in stewarding and, and policing, and the club were were not, were not making a profit. Uh, and I I understand Hilton's frustrations because you know a team at our level you've got to make a profit on a match day, otherwise you know when else are you going to make a profit? Um, so I understand that completely, and and I think we've all agreed with with kind of the reasoning behind that, and hopefully this is kind of the back of that and. We can move forward, but obviously it was an issue, um, and it was just good to have some clarification on that. I think, given there's been a few arguments and uh, yeah, a few kind of rumours rumours going around, but it appears in this case the rumours were true um, in the first part of the week in the lead up to the Peterborough game. Yeah, and you know it it, it does sound absolutely insane, doesn't it? Really, that they're kind of expected to maintain the same level of sort of policing and stewarding. You know, as to the kind of championship season, which is is absolutely insane. So it's really good that that's been sorted. And obviously, we've got a big game on Monday um, against Scarborough, and, and there should be a good crowd for that one. So, um, you know, as you said, Matt, hopefully, if those kind of if that work in the background's been done, then that shouldn't be an issue in terms of um, stand capacity, which is really really good. But it, it, it's good to hear that um, you know we, we got some really solid information from from um, from the chairman there. Um, and, and that's really good. And, and and look, you know, it's been a really good start to the season, hasn't it? Um, and and the, the kind of the investment in the playing staff that, that's been made by by the chairman and, and the support of, of, of Jimmy Dean and stuff like that's been really good. And it's obviously um, been in, <clears throat> done in such a way that we, we've been able to start the season really well, which is is all we really wanted. We just wanted to few, <laughs> win a few games, didn't we? You know, we'd lost enough um, in the past few seasons. So, yeah, you know, that, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, hopefully moving forward, obviously we, we've got the, the issue of, of the court case and, and, and stuff like that, which I think we probably do need to talk about a little bit. Um, if you don't know, uh, you should, unless you've been living under a rock. There is a, a court case... Um, Taking place at, I think it's in Leeds, isn't it? Yes, I believe it's at Leeds um, <clears throat> on the 29th, which is is next Tuesday. Obviously, we nobody really knows how that's going to go, and um, there's you know there's kind of solid arguments for for sort of both, you know, kind of whether or not we're going to get evicted, uh, or whether or not we'll indeed be able to stay at Glenford Park 
depending on what what the court says. And if it's adjourned, then obviously there's kind of a uh, sort of a stay of execution, if you like, for the club, which means that it kind of drags on. They can get kicked down the road, um, which would probably be a good outcome at this point, just because obviously we don't want this kind of stuff coming, um, you know, coming to the fore and, and disrupting the really good work that the the team's doing on the pitch. Um, definitely not something we want. And, and honestly, I think that would be disastrous to be quite honest, because it's. Um, sort of been an issue for kind of previous managers and 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 sort of playing staff, the whole turmoil behind behind the scenes. And even though we know it's kind of bubbling away at the minute, I think you know Jimmy's done done a, done a fantastic fantastic job to to get you know this this squad of players, although they are you know very very talented to this level, but performing um, in in such a way that <clears throat> it's as if there are no off field issues but obviously they will be aware of that so um you know full credit to, to Jimmy for that I tweeted about that um <clears throat> earlier in the week actually um just <clears throat> it, it's been a while since we've seen a manager be able to kind of get results and performances um from a team at Scunthorpe United you know with the on on you know off field turmoil and you know I realize um, obviously Nelson did to get some good results but I think that kind of the consistency maybe in performance um is is really good at the moment um you know as facing different types of opposition um from from Tamworth to to kind of obviously as we saw Darlington at home you know very, two very very different games two very very different performances two two different ways to win a football match um, and 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 essentially th- those results are coming through so that's you know full credit to, to Jimmy Dean there um which is is absolutely fantastic but um do we want to talk about the court kicks a little bit more you know just to give it a little bit more meat on the bone if we can yeah, I mean, it's quite difficult. It's obviously, um, you know, we did mention it earlier on, but it's difficult to say anything that, that's not already out there in the public domain. I think Hilton's obviously set his stall out. He said what he wants to say in the, I think it was the lead, non-league paper. I think, you know, he he's well aware that adjournment is the best outcome for the club. Um, I think he's gone, you know, he's gone on record to say that anyway, that um, that's that's what we're hoping for and, uh, it, it sort of deserves its day in court, and um, you know I think as as fans, that's really the best outcome for Scunthorpe United. At the end of the day, that is you know for me, I, I just can't see any other way. Obviously, if we if we do have to play somewhere else, then then so be it. But I think we've already kind of discussed the implications that's going to have on the playing budget and things like this. Um, you know, we're not making a massive amount of money on a match day anyway you wouldn't have thought with, with season tickets obviously season ticket sales were quite high and then obviously if we, we went somewhere else paying rent and, and all these things that, that we're going to have to do if that was the case um, we're not going to be making much on a match day at all and I think you know long term ultimately I mean we, we said it a couple of weeks ago someone's got to fund those bills and, and fill that gap and, and that's going to be Hilton and yeah, it's going to be a very, very difficult situation if, if that actually um, is what we have to do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I can't really say a lot more, really. You know, he said he was, he was quite confident. I think he said that publicly anyway in, in the lead up to this in, in a number of press outlets. Um, and I think at the end of the day, we, we just have to wait and see. Um, but I think ultimately it's going to come down to whether the judge on the day feels it's it's sort of a binary decision and, and whether it is a case of is there a lease, is there a lawful lease, yes or no. Um, you know, if, if it comes down to that, it may well be that, that we are told that, you know, we, we're going to be evicted. If other factors are considered, for example, you know, I've seen a, quite a few people saying 
it's a big community asset and, and there's a lot of people involved and, and things like this. If that does come into it, then obviously that, that may work in the club's favour and Hilton's favour. But at the end of the day, we, we don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about it. Um, I've spoken to a lot of people about it and I think it's 50-50, to be honest. I think some people think we may be evicted. Some people think it might be adjourned. Um, and I think, you know, as a, as a football club, we've, we've just got to keep our fingers crossed that, that it is an adjournment. And I think that is the best we can hope for at the moment. Yeah, I think, you know, if we look at it, <clears throat> it, it the bigger picture, obviously, you know, we're on a good run of form at the minute. We we, we play Curzon Ashton on Saturday away on a grass pitch, I will add, um, which is really, really nice. And then a big game on Monday against Scarborough. And it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we could be knocking up, a, you know, notching up another couple of wins and, and really um, maybe even put a little bit of breathing space between, between ourselves and, and second place. And then you've got this court case on Tuesday now, Obviously, it could be a bad result, but you know, if it's not, and if we do get the adjournment that we're looking for, then that's going to be a real boost for the club. It, essentially, you know, we're kind of okay for for the immediate future, which means that you know it, it's going to give give everybody a little bit of a sigh of relief, and, and hopefully, we might even see more on the pitch from the team and, and and more from Jimmy. You know, just in terms of those, those shackles aren't kind of as tight as they had been, um, so we may see some in, improved performances in the pitch and and stuff like that, and we may be able to really kick on. You know, um, with this squad that's been performing really really well. So, um, you know, that's what I'm. Hoping for, I'm sure that's what all Iron fans are hoping for as well. Um, but um, kind of what what sort of what are you expecting from the next two games, Toby? Well, for me, I like to just say it's a nicely winning game, isn't it? I mean, when have we been in the top half of the, of the league? Never mind the top position. It must be years. So um, the next two games, obviously, Curzon, another one of the sort of the smaller, less fancied clubs. That should be another tough game. But I'm confident because our current run of form, um, everyone really seems to be playing. Very decent. Players don't really seem scared, you know. Um, we were winning 1-0, obviously, Russia for quite a long time, but we didn't look like conceding. Everybody seemed to sort of know what they were doing. Um, there wasn't really much hesitancy. Uh, we seemed quite in control. So I think in this league, if we can sort of score um, relatively early, uh, the teams attacking us will just sort of tire. We can hit them on the counter. And I, I just, for once, I just feel like, you know, I don't feel like I'm nervous going to games anymore, like we were sort of previously. Um, so... In Curzon, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to say another six points in the next two games. So Scarborough at home can be difficult because they're going to bring a good few fans. Um, they're one of the sort of, I guess, more fancy teams in this league. Um, so that's going to be a slightly tougher challenge. But no, I don't see why we can't get another six points. You know, with, with our squad, the squad depth, and we can rotate players well. So yeah, I think even our sort of second team is one of, you know, is probably the best, one of the best 11s in the league anyway. So I've got no reason to believe we can't get another six points really. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and yeah, hopefully that that's that's what we'll be getting. You look at those those games, and you think that there should be in, something in it for us. And you know, just to touch on on that point you made there, Toby, actually about um, you know, kind of getting that early goal, and and then um, you know, letting kind of teams maybe hit us and, and hit them on the counter. But <clears throat> something I've, I've I've kind of noticed really is that um, you know, the, there's there's a big difference in fitness levels between um full time teams and, and part time teams in this league, as you would expect. And and obviously being mm-hmm. a full time team playing against part time teams, we're gonna see those those differences, which which, you know, 
And we've seen it. We've scored quite a few goals late on in games so far this season. And I think you, you're probably looking at the 80-minute mark plus. A lot yeah. of these part-time players are kind of going to be blowing out there, you know. So it, it, it's it's kind of a good time to get extra goals, a good time to capitalise. And it's a good time to bring a bit bit of extra pace on, um, you know, to kind of, um, you know, attack weary fullbacks, you know, in terms of like bringing, bringing um, Sembi Ferris on, who's, who's looked really good recently in, in his kind of short um, sort of forays from the bench. So, um, you know... Probably something we will see over the next couple of games, I would think. Massively, massively. I mean, obviously, these teams with the part-time players, they can't match us. When we can bring on professionals from the bench who are fully fit, and our opponents can bring on, again, part-time players who perhaps aren't fully matched, but obviously, you know, they're working in the week as well. So I think that sort of squad depth goes a long way in this league. Having players that are, you know, fully fit, train a lot of time in the week as well, um, gives us obviously a slight advantage. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed with the team. Um, and... Yeah, I don't see why we can't do that even more because you know most teams are part time, obviously, um, and that will give us a massive advantage going forward. Yeah, I think that's really going to come into play. You know, as we go through the season, there's going to be Tuesday night games. There's going to be you know there's going to be a lot of mid midweek games, and I think you know some of these teams, especially when they come into our place, they're coming straight from work and and things like that. Whereas we can, as a full time club, we can prepare for those games in the way we we always have done. I think that's really going to give us the edge, really. Well, it should do anyway. Let's be honest, it should do. And there should be no excuses when we're turning up at, at some of these part-time teams in the, in the midweek or they're coming to us. You know, there should be no excuse for um, poor performances because at the end of the day, given we are a full-time club, you know, we should be able to go out there and, and make that advantage count. And I think at the moment, we've seen that, I think, with um, the Darlington game, as you rightly said there, Jimmy obviously made some good subs and, and we managed to stretch that game with, with Elliot and Sebby Ferris. I think Saturday was a little bit different because I think the injuries sort of, you know, he couldn't make the subs that he, he may have wanted to. Uh, I think, you know, he was forced into the Clunan sub early um, and, you know, yeah, it, it might not have been the subs he had in his head to make um, before the game. Obviously, Sembi Ferris came on. To be fair, I think he could have had a penalty in, in the second half. I think uh, I think that to me that that looked like a penalty. But ultimately, you know, the subs he made, you know, the changes he made. Although he might not wanted to lose Clunan and you know things like that, I think they came on and, and we pulled away and, and we got two really good goals in the second half to to win it. But yeah, I think there's going to be games where he can't make the, the subs, the ideal subs. But I think there are going to be games where, you know, he can make those subs, Elliot, Sembi Ferris and people that can stretch the games. And as Toby said, I just think, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams at this level that just can't live with that. You know, they've gone 70 minutes, put a good shift in, but, you know, that, that last sort of 20 minutes, as we saw in the Darlington game, I think we could have scored another two or three that night. And, uh, you know, I think the levels in fitness between the two sides really did go in, in that sort of latter stage of the game. And, you know, that's, that's something we really do need to capitalise on moving forward. Yeah, should we talk, speaking of three goals, should we talk a little bit about the Russell Olympic win and then three nil? Some uh, a seriously, seriously classy goal from um, Denton um, <clears throat> playing as a, a kind of a, a left inside forward there um, with hell of a strike. Um, hopefully, we'll see more of that this season. But you know, an, another good win. You know, that's what seven goals in two games, two clean sheets. 
It's the stuff of dreams, really, isn't it? To be honest, I don't think it was a brilliant performance. I think, you know, they were well in the game for large periods of it. I think, you know, the early goal was, was good. Obviously, Beast in, you know, you wait all that time for a goal and then, then he gets a couple. I think he got... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com. And remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Okay, with the keeper, you know, Poor keeping at the end of the day. However, you know, he's confident he took the shot on and, and it's, it's squirmed through. And I think we are getting the rub of the green at times where, you know, previous seasons we haven't quite had it. Um, and, and it's gone the other way and other teams have had the rub of the green against us. Um, but yeah, it was good to see that one go in. And, and at the end of the day, you know, they all count and, and he's got the shot off and the keepers, yeah, not, ma- not managed to keep it out. But I think. In terms of the game, I think Jimmy was right, really, in his uh, post-match. I think it was it was one of those we defended relatively well throughout the game. I think there were a few moments where we were living a bit dangerously. And I think Fitzsimmons, you know, he, he's come up with another unbelievable save, actually. I think, you know, he's made a couple of really good saves so far. The Darlington game, uh, we were speaking about it last week. You know, that, that save he's pulled off nil-nil. Uh, and he's pulled off another fantastic save at 1-0 at the weekend. Um, and if they go 1-1, I think that would have given them a little bit of confidence. I think they were getting up ahead of steam, I think, and they were um, looking a bit more confident in that first spell of the second half. Um, and they had a few half chances, but I think that was the big one. It was a good header, you know, as a striker, you know, he couldn't have done any more with it, really. Fitzsimmons pulled off a great save, and then we've gone on and won the game. And I think Jimmy, you know, he's, he's got it right. You know, we've been clinical in front of goal. We maybe could have had one or two other, ch- you know, other goals. I think Whitehall, the keeper's made a great save, actually, from Whitehall header later on. But, yeah, ultimately, we've taken our chances and obviously one was a bit of a wonder goal. It was it was sort of fine lines. I don't think they were they were that bad. Uh, and I think they were in the game for, for large parts of it. Uh, but, yeah, he's obviously fallen for us and, and we've taken their chances and they haven't. And I think 3-0 probably did flatter us on the day, but I don't think any of us are complaining. Absolutely not. I mean, we weren't at our best, I don't think, in the game. But it just shows that with our squad, we can just win these sort of games. We can just sort of, you know, lay back a little bit. And we can counter and we can win. You know, the, the fitness levels uh, played a massive part in the game, I thought, at Russell. And also, it's worth mentioning that Einstein tweeted after the game. It's the first time we've won games back-to-back uh, since February 2021. And it's the first time we've won games away from home, effectively, since December of 2020. So, you know, this is two, two and a half years of football um, that we've sort of broken records in now. So, I mean, it's obviously very good to see. Um, but the game itself, yeah, again, we weren't out best. Russell, uh, the second half, they had a good sort of spell for the opening, I'd say, 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, Fitzsimmons, I thought he was quality at the game, actually. Um, I'm really impressed by him. 
that save mentioned, Matt, actually, was uh, behind the goal. We saw it perfectly. And you know, down to his legs, uh, down to his knees like that, it was a cracking save. So, yeah, I, overall, I'm just, just it's nice to leave away games, you know, winning. We never score three, four goals in a row. This this is stuff of dreams for us. So, yeah, it's it's just really good to see. Yeah, and I think the key thing for me at the moment, as you say, we're not we're clearly not at our best. Um, at times, it's not quite as fluent as as we may have hoped. You know, we we're scoring goals still. We're scoring quite a lot of goals. Um, and I think if we do come good, and I think you know, you've got to take into account the plastic pitches because for me. I just I just don't enjoy games really when when they're on the plastic pitches. We've had a couple this season. I'm thinking back to Maidstone last season, and and there's a couple more last season. You know, if for me, I don't know. I think it was the whole sort of environment at the weekend. And this is no disrespect to Rushall, but it did seem like a sort of pre-season friendly vibe. And I, I mean, you know, I'm not being disrespectful. You know, that they're, they're they're in the the same league. They've done really well to get into this league and they obviously got promoted and I thought they were a decent side you know, they, they, they uh, matched us for a large amount of that game and they had a couple of decent spells um, however you know when you go to places like that and I think it's because we've, we're sort of accustomed to going to sort of you know your league one your league two stadiums um, and you know in, not so long ago we were, were a championship club and um, yeah it, it just seems to me at times as fans I think as well that it it can kind of appear like you're uh, pre-season friendly and there's not many tackles going in and, and for good reason, you know, that, that pitch is, the surface is horrible. You can't be sliding in on, on those pitches and, and you can just see that the players don't want to do it and I think it's a very different game on, on those kind of pitches to a grass pitch and I think, you know, again, we're talking about sort of fitness advantages and things like that but I think when it comes to playing some of these teams on a grass pitch, when we've had sort of that grass pitch all season I think some of these teams are really going to struggle when when they come to our place uh, because I do think you know the, the best football we've played this season has been on grass uh, we're still not quite getting to grips with the plastic and I know we've won 3-0 and you know it's a great result but I still don't think it was as good a performance as, as what we've put in at home uh, but I do think you know there is room for improvement we've, we've said that already um, and I know we've kind of acknowledged that there are going to be bigger tests to come. I think, you know, away from home, we've played the two promoted sides uh, so far. But, you know, I think there is also a lot of improvements come from, from us. Uh, and I think, you know, provided everything goes well next week and we're at Grand Park and, you know, the fans can pack the place and, and really get behind the side. I think, you know, I think it's fair to say that there's going to be a couple of teams this season that are probably on the wrong end of, of a really heavy defeat. And, yeah we've just got to take advantage of, of all these situations and, and we've got to capitalise on the fitness and to be fair to Jimmy I think overall so far he's not got much wrong I think he's um, obviously we, we gave him a bit of stick last season but he's coming to this season with, with a different squad and you know at the moment you can't argue with, with the, the results so far I think he's openly admitted it's, it's not been good enough in, in certain aspects Um However, you know, when we do get that right, I don't think there's any any teams really that, that are going to be able to match us over the course of the season. Anyway, you know, as as we've already kind of spoken about, we you know we're playing Kers and Ashton this weekend. It's not that far from Scunthorpe, but I believe that train strikes on. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, it, it, it's more it's like slightly more difficult to get to. I think we've we've sold you know just approaching about six hundred tickets so far. 
Uh, I believe they go off sale at about 4pm Friday. So, you know, if, if you want to go to that game, you better go get your tickets. It's it's obviously no tickets on the day. Uh, so, you know, that, that should be an, another good away following that. You know, what what's their average crowd like? It's about 300, 350, isn't it? Or something like that. So, uh, yeah, we'll probably triple their attendance, um, yeah, which is going to be happening quite a lot um, this season. But, you know, uh, what I'm looking forward to, I think it's on grass, isn't it? So, you know, all, all, all the kind of those comments you, you just made, Matt, about um, kind of plastic pitches, we're not going to have that issue at the weekend. So we might see a slightly different away performance. Uh, uh, but yeah, we, we've had a question in from, from, from Alex, you may know Alex. Actually, he he writes articles for us. Um, recently, just got a new one up on the Iron Brew website called "So Far So Good." A really balanced piece there. You know, just talks about kind of early season performances and obviously kind of the looming court case, which you know is 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 a a pretty um you know standard thing to be talking about at this point since it's coming up on Tuesday. So do give that a read on the Iron Brew website. Um, but <clears throat> Alex says. You know, do we go full strength in a tough away game at Curzon? Apparently, they've only lost two of their last 16, which I did not know. Um, so maybe it will be a little bit more difficult than I'm thinking it will be. Um, uh, or do we go um, with kind of a full strength team in front of a, a pretty big uh, crowd at Glover Park against against Scarborough? I think it's it's, it's a really good question, actually. Um and I honestly think that, you know, Jimmy probably won't change. And, and you know, unless we've got outstanding injuries. I know um, uh, Clunan um, went off injured. I'm not sure on his, his status at the moment. Hopefully he's going to be fit because um, he was he was really, really good against um, against Darlene. And I know we've got one or two other injury concerns. But um, I don't think Jimmy will make any changes unless it's forced um, bio injury, just because you know he, he seems to like to keep that consistency, and, and that is absolutely fair enough. Um, you know, <clears throat> depending on, on fitness levels and, and what the team looks like for Monday after the game um, at Curzon on Saturday. You know, I, I would like to think he will keep a consistent team, but we we don't know, and um, we don't know the state of the squad. So, and <clears throat> that will be uh, very very interesting. Um, and any Alex does also say which game should Butterfield play or which game does he play, and that's 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 an interesting one as well, isn't it? Because I think when we played away against Tamworth, I thought when uh, when Butterfield came on, he made a real difference in in that midfield area. So um, you know maybe he'll start him on the bench against Curzon and start him um, you know from the start against Scarborough, where, where I think he'll probably be more effective at home on, on <clears throat> familiar surroundings on, um, on another grass, grass pitch. But it's, it's it's difficult to say really. Um, uh, you know I think it's it's perhaps going to be a little more tricky than we think. How how do you guys see that one going? The thing is with Curzon, uh, they're unbeaten, but three of those games have been draws. So they're a team that's going to be hard to beat. So I think someone like Butterfield would be effective from the bench later on because they're getting Curzon a part-time. And when, when, when their defenders are beginning to tire, I think bringing on someone like Butterfield would be really, really good. Because obviously against Tamworth, we're losing and he came on and made a world of difference. So I think another sort of bench appearance could be could be required for, uh, for Butterfield. Yeah, um, I think it'll be some rotation, not much because you don't want to change the wing team too much. But I would like to think that Whitehall would definitely start because obviously he's been on form recently. Denton, again, he was class at Russell. Um, so I think there'll be a bit of movement maybe in the midfield because um, obviously the midfield is very, very hard to keep the uh, energy up for the 90 minutes. Um, but I 
yeah, I think maybe one or two changes, but nothing too drastic uh, for the Curzon game, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously we had Clunan go off at the weekend and Beastin, obviously, towards the end, I think on the final whistle he went down. I've got a feeling Beastin's out, so we'll see. You know, and I think if Beastin's out, then, then we've got to look at how we line up. Will Sandy Ferris come in? I do think Butterfield, I think Butterfield will probably start both games. And I don't see any reason why he can. You know, I, I don't know. I think it's a bit of the, a myth, really, that he can last the 90 minutes. I know he comes off on 60, 70 minutes most games, but I think, you know, he's done his best work in that sort of hour. I think that's probably the instruction that, that Jimmy's given him, you know, go out, do, do what you can in, in that 70 minutes. And, um, you know, if, if we have to bring you off, we will. But I think last season he proved that, um, you know, he, he probably played more minutes than anyone, I think, thinking about it. If you look at the stats towards the end of the season, I think he was, he was certainly up there anyway with most minutes played. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's a bit of a myth that he can't play it. I understand, you know, he, he's he's not that old, is he, at the end of the day? He's not his late 30s. I think he's sort of mid-30s. So, you know, I, I would be disappointed if he couldn't, couldn't start both games. Um, and I think... Ultimately, it's going to be a case of needs most, especially if Beeston's out. Obviously, Clunan has taken a knock at the end of the game on Saturday. He was there with his, his boots off. I think he had his flip-flop on one foot and his, his shoe on the other. So, you know, he's obviously a bit of a nasty knock there. And I believe he maybe broke his foot a couple of years ago. And I think they were just a little bit worried that that, that kind of bang on his foot might have kind of flared up. Um, I don't think it's anything serious. I think it's going to keep him out for a, for a length of time he could well make it for the weekend but again whether he can do two games in quick succession who knows um honestly don't know but i do think there's going to be some movement in there and i think jimmy will be forced into at least one if not a couple of changes um but yeah it'll be interesting because i know law's kind of been injured as well um you would have thought he may have come in if central midfielder needed replacing obviously rance there's few in the background but again you know we've not seen Rance we've not really seen Pew have we either I don't think he played much of the friendlies so there are options there but again they're not fully fit and and yeah it's going to be interesting what he does there but I think I think Toby's right I think he's going to make as, as few changes as possible I think it's been good that he hasn't had to really make any changes so far you know we've not been in that position for a while where either injuries or you know we've been losing games and not winning games so I think fair play to him. He's stuck with the the team that's um, getting results, and hopefully, you know, there's nothing too serious in the injuries picked up last week. But I do think Beeston's definitely going to be out, and, and fingers crossed on Clunan because I think he obviously came good on you know the Darlington game. I think we saw the best of him there, um, and obviously didn't see too much of him last week at Russia. Obviously going off injured fairly. Early on, but I think we have got enough in that central midfield. You know, we, we've got a lot of midfielders on the books, um, and it's probably going to be a case of you know we're going to have to shuffle the pack a little bit just to get through these these couple of games. But again, yeah, I think I think with um, Curzon, you know, I've, I've spoken to a few people who um, you know their, their teams have they've played them this season already, and you know I think they do sit back and I think they do let teams have a bit of the ball and, and they do try and defend. I think that. One thing we might find is they're really organised and we've got to break them down. I think on that basis, I know kind of Butterfield's really good at home and, you know, he does like to control the play and kind of spread the ball around. and He does make things happen. But I think it might be that we need someone like Butterfield to just 
unlock their defence at times because I do think they do sit back. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and Jimmy's got a few selection headaches, I think. But, um, you know, I think looking at the squad depth, we've got more than enough, really, to, to be giving anyone in this league a game. Yeah, absolutely. And let's hope um, let's hope that that's what happens. <clears throat> so, and for me, I'd actually like to see more of um, Sembi Ferris um, in, in, in some way on Saturday. I, I just thought when he, when he came on against Darlington, he was he was really, really sharp, actually. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Um, so let's see um, what Saturday brings. Uh, you know, given that you know we, we talked about the squad there, and and there are a couple of little injury doubts there. Um, you know, obviously, kind of Roberts is is still a few weeks away from from you know being part of the match match day squad. Obviously, we talk about Clooney, we talked about Beeston, you know, uh, and kind of the the sort of uh, a couple of the players that are basically a wall at the minute, which is is Rance. We don't know where he's gone, and also Pews just not seem to have featured. I thought he would feature up have featured a lot more um so i don't know whether we'll see him soon but um you know it kind of begs the question do we need to strengthen the squad again <laughs> yeah i mean i think we did a lot of the business early and i think that's obviously um you know they've had quite a lot of pre-season together and, and in previous seasons we've not had that and i think it showed you know starts of the season have been terrible and you know they've not gelled really until until much later on if at all but I do think, you know, there's definitely, given the injury issues and if some of those are serious, I think we will probably look to strengthen. Um, Hilton told me today that he's been speaking to a club, you know, he's put an inquiry in uh, for a very experienced midfielder from the National League. It looks like, you know, if he could pull that off, it'd be another good signing. So, you know, I can't really say who that is, but, um, you know, it looks to me, you know, it's another another good one that would strengthen the squad. Um, I think you made some good points there about Pew. You know, I think it's, it's a strange one because Jimmy seemed to like Pew when he first came in. Um, he was another one, you know, along with Shrimpton as well. We've not spoken about Shrimpton, but again, he's another one that if there's injuries in, in central midfield, he's likely to slot in and, and you can you can trust him. And I think Jimmy trusts him in that role. Um, but with Pew, you know, he was one really that, that Jimmy, you know, he, he was quite happy with, I think. And, he seemed to have just disappeared completely from from the thinking, and um, so it's who knows what's gone on there. But I do think they'll be open to strengthening because I think at the end of the day, Hilton wants to get out this league at, at the first time of asking. I think whether it's now, whether it's in sort of January time, uh, obviously we're not under the same sort of transfer window as the football league. I think there will probably be movement at some point this season, as and when we we may need them. And yeah, yeah I think. That that's that's what it can be. I think at the moment we've got a decent squad. I think we've got strength in depth. But if injuries start kind of piling up, that might change pretty quickly. And I think we probably we saw it last season with with the players that were brought in in January. I think there were probably too many, and I think Hilton would agree with that. But I think we've got to kind of be reactive to these sort of situations as and when they arise. And I think you know other clubs at this level will be, but. I think if we can kind of react and bring in a quality player rather than you know someone just to fill a shirt, you know that's again it's going to be an advantage for us moving forward. And I think you know that that's going to be the aim. But yeah, it's as I said, it, it's going to be sort of um, a big week really. It's going to be a, a big weekend on the pitch. Um, you know we've got two tough games and then sort of early part of next week. It's it's going to be a really interesting week. And and you know fingers crossed that 
everything kind of falls for the club because ultimately at the end of the day that's that's what we're all hoping for and I think everyone understands that that's our the best sort of outcome sorry um, and yeah hopefully that that's the way it goes next week yeah we we, we can hope um, and I think you know that probably uh, rounds up for, for today's podcast ahead of the uh, Kurz and Ashton game so um, hopefully you're listening to this on the way um, towards the Man- Manchester environs and um Let's hope for another really good result. But uh, um, as always, thanks for listening to the premier Scunthorpe United podcast, the Iron Brew podcast, and we will see you again very soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.